Let's take a look at some examples of enzyme-controlled reactions and how the rate of reaction can be affected and calculated. The rate of a reaction can be easily calculated. This means that changes in rates of reactions due to a number of different factors can be detected. Enzymes have optimal conditions which they work in. An optimal condition is something where the enzyme works at its max rate. And the same conditions are not optimal for every enzyme. For example, the optimal pH for pepsin, which is a digestive enzyme found in the stomach, is about pH 1.5, whereas the optimal pH for pancreatic lipase is about pH 8. Denaturation can occur if the external conditions cause changes to the enzyme's tertiary structure, altering the shape of the active site so that the substrate no longer fits. Rates of reaction can be calculated by measuring the increase in products or the decrease in reactants over time. Calculating the gradient of a graph of this enzyme activity against time will give the rate of reaction in the appropriate units. Units depend on what quantity is being measured, but include centimetres cubed per second and grams per decimeter each second. So to recap that, the optimal pH for pepsin is pH 1.5. And optimal conditions are when an enzyme works at a maximum rate. And the rate of reaction can be measured as an increase in products. And to calculate this enzyme activity, you can calculate the gradient on a graph of increase in products over time or the decrease in reactants over time. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision, then head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow, to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.